0: I love the presence of the Lord. I'm so thankful that He's here with us today. And our prayers are with all of you who have kiddos starting tomorrow. I know that changes everything for you. And let me just give a big praise God that we're no longer in that situation. All right, if you'll turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 5.17. want to read one of the great verses in the New Testament. And then I'm going to go from there to Romans 12.2, and I'm going to read two verses, 2 Corinthians 5.17 and Romans 12.2. I'm going to close out this series today on stepping stones, and I'm going to talk to you about a stepping, st- the stepping stones to a heavenly makeover. How many of you would like a heavenly makeover? How many of you feel like you need one? All right. 2 Corinthians 5.17… Paul writes and he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old things gone, all things new. Now Romans twelve two, And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that it speaks today. Thank you that it builds faith. Thank you that it will ignite faith. Thank you that the word will work and will do what it's sent forth to accomplish. And we thank you for the power of your word to speak to hearts in Jesus' name. Can you breathe a prayer and say, Lord, speak to me, change me, Amen. God bless you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, perk up and listen, you need a makeover. <laughs> Nothing intended. <laughs> I don't want to start a fight in church today. But now, th- these are two very, very powerful verses. Really strong. Now, these two passages 2 Corinthians 5 17, Romans 12 2, these two passages describe two different works of God in the life. Two different Different works of God in our life one is immediate the first one when you are born again it's immediate when you become a Christian the change is immediate but the other is gradual one takes place in a moment the other is a lifelong process reborn and renewal reborn is immediate renewal is a process God is involved in both. God does both. You can't have renewal without being reborn. And one leads to the other. Both the rebirth found in Jesus and the renewing of the mind that follows are the pathway to a heavenly makeover. Now, I want to tell you something. God wants to give you and me a makeover, and we need it. Amen? We do. Now I was noticing uh, yet another plug on TV for an upcoming extreme makeover in the fall, I think, on ABC. I've never watched one from start to finish, but I did watch one at the beginning, and then I watched it at the end, and I didn't believe it was the same person. I think they intentionally make these people look horrible when they first come out. Because they they come out and you just go, oh, God bless them, they need a makeover. They just, they look as bad as they could look. And uh, so it shows this person who just needs about everything in the world made over. And they go back there, and uh, uh, they they got family and friends that are waiting for the results, and they take them back there, and they make over their hair, and they make over their teeth, and they make over their lips, and their nose, and their eyes, and their ears, and everything. They slim them down. And uh, in the meantime, and I guess they're back there, I don't know, I think a week or two. they, They keep them for some unbelievable long time. Now, in the meantime, here's family and friends waiting out there, and the big night comes, and there's a drum roll and a a curtain comes up, or they come walking out from behind the stage, and everybody's waiting, and when they come walking out, you just, there's this collective gasp, because nobody can believe that this is the same person. And the mothers cry, and the dads smile, and the husbands say, all right. (laughs) And it's really something, and it's all focused on the physical. And so here's another one coming up. This fall, and uh, it's interesting to me and amazing to me how focused we are in America on the physical, on how you look on the outside. But you see, Christianity focuses on the inside. Jesus came to give us an extreme makeover on the inside. We've even got uh, extreme makeover for homes. They show some raggedy old shack, and and somebody wins a prize, and they decide to come in, and they're going to give their home a makeover. And they go in there and they do what the makeover people do and they change the floor and change the ceiling and change the paint, paint, change the furniture, change everything. And the family goes back in and can't believe it's the same home. And I would let anybody in here who feels led do that with my house. But it's a powerful thing. It really is. It's overwhelming when you see this makeover. But again, I want to tell you that Jesus came to give us a heavenly makeover. That's why he came. Because we need it. We need a makeover. The Bible says that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That before we are saved, we're in bad shape. We're in a bad condition. That's the truth that the Bible tells us. We are not okay. The book that said, I'm okay, you're okay, was not okay. It was not true. Because until Christ comes into your heart, you're not okay. I wasn't, you weren't. And you're not if he's not in your heart today. You're not okay. You need a makeover. As a matter of fact, the Bible demands that we receive one if we're ever going to see the kingdom of God. I want you to listen very carefully to me. Let me be clear about the claims of Jesus. Let's just lay it out the way Jesus laid it out so that we're not confused about what Christianity is intended to be. Christianity is not about rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. It's about transformation. Christianity didn't come to rehabilitate us. Christianity came to transform us. Rehabilitation puts a new coat on a man. Transformation puts a new man in the coat. Christianity is not about reform. Jesus didn't come to reform us. Christianity is about being reborn, not reformed, reborn. Literally, on the inside, reborn. Reform is what you do when you take that old car into the shop to fix what is already old and falling apart. That's reform. That's rehabilitation. But reborn is when you get a brand new car. So the first step to a heavenly makeover is you've got to be reborn. I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Now, most of us know this, but it's amazing to me how out there in Christian world, Christian radio, Christian television, this message of Christianity is being lost in a bunch of incomprehensible gobbledygook. We're not being clear anymore. George Whitfield the great evangelist who sparked the great awakening that spread the the revival fires of the gospel through all the early american colonies philadelphia new york all the early young eastern cities were drenched in revival through the preaching of george whitfield and the wesley brothers john and charles george whitfield was friends with benjamin franklin and wrote him a letter one day he said Ben, I guess, Ben, now that you're a famous man of letters, I want to turn your inquiring mind to the phenomenon of the new birth, and I encourage you to investigate what Jesus said about it, because without it, Ben, you will not see the kingdom of God. Jesus said you must be born twice to see the kingdom of God. It is, it is not by good intentions. It is not by being a good person because you're not a good person. We are sinners by nature. Now, you do good things, but we are all by nature at enmity with God. We do not follow God. We don't please God left to ourself. Our flesh will never rise up and please God. We're at enmity with God. We're at war with God. Until we're saved, we are, the Bible says, the enemies of God. And so the Bible says that we've got to have an extreme makeover, a radical makeover. We have got to be born again, changed from the inside out. It all begins on the inside. Jesus doesn't care about how you look near what he cares about how you look on the inside. Man looks on the outer appearance and majors on the outer appearance, but God majors on the condition of the heart. God majors on the inside. When God goes to change somebody, he doesn't give you an extreme makeover on the outside. That doesn't change anybody. He gives you an extreme makeover on the inside, and that begins to change the outside of your countenance. And you begin to reflect the glory of God once the real thing has happened to you on the inside. You've got to be born again. Listen to what Paul said. The first step, the first step to a heavenly makeover is the old must pass away and all things are become new. The old has passed away and all becomes new. Once you've been born again, the Bible says that when you turn to Jesus Christ in repentance, and believe on him for your salvation something incredible and wonderful and totally miraculous happens on the inside of you something you could never do on your own a new year's resolution would never do it rehab would never do it reform would never do it it is the fingerprint of God he reaches into your soul and changes you from the inside out something only he could do and until you experience Being born again, you're never going to see the kingdom of God. You will not walk those streets. You will not walk into a mansion. You will not spend eternity with God. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you will never set eyes on the kingdom of heaven. Good intentions don't do it. Meaning well don't do it. Jesus called it becoming born again. Paul calls it a brand new creation. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Now, I'm a word guy. I love words. I'm I'm studying words all the time. And I got to tell you, I looked up that word creation, and I was amazed to find that the exact same word that Paul uses for you and I being a new creation when we get saved is the same exact word Jesus used when he was talking about the creation of the world, He said, but from the beginning of the creation, this is Jesus talking, from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. He's hearkening back to the creation of the world when God flung the stars into space, scooped out the oceans, created everything that is, ex nihilo, something out of nothing. He spoke and it was. The same word is used to describe what happens in you and me you're a new creation god speaks something brand new the word means an original it means something that has never before been one bible translation says when you come to christ and become saved you are a new species of being that has never before been wow So you've got to be born again. You've got to allow God to speak into your soul, into your spirit, and change you from the inside out. That's what Christianity is all about. I'm not out to reform people or to rehab people. I'm out to preach a transforming word to people. And I can't change anybody, but I can preach the word that will. A brand new, original, freshly created new man is born. And it's the beginning of a heavenly makeover. The other day, uh, well, a few weeks ago, I was out in my backyard and I saw this little caterpillar on a leaf. This little caterpillar, he's walking along, just eating this leaf for all he was worth. So this little caterpillar, I got to thinking, if I could talk that little caterpillar and I could say, hey, what's on your mind? What if he said... Well, what's really on my mind is I want to fly. I want to be just like those butterflies out there that are flying around. I mean, I really want to be free like that. I'm tired of having to sit on this leaf and I eat it all the time. I want to be free and I want to fly. And I would say to him, well, you can do that, but you're going to have to submit to the plan of God for your life. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And he would say, well, what is that? Because, because won't it be okay if I just borrow someone else's wings? Can't I borrow one of their sets of wings and, and fly with them? No, Mr. Caterpillar, that will not do. Because even if you got their wings, you would not have any wherewithal to attach them to your body because you have not undergone a change. Well, what if I just take a flying leap and jump off this leaf and god knows that i mean well that i have good intentions won't he then just let me fly no mr caterpillar i hate to break it to you but there's only one way you will ever fly you're gonna have to do it god's way or no way you're gonna have to submit to the plan of god for your life or you're gonna always remain a caterpillar the only way that you're ever gonna fly is if you wrap yourself up into a cocoon and inside that cocoon you're going to become the equivalent of gel and you're going to undergo an incredible transformation a metamorphosis inside that cocoon and then one day that cocoon is going to open and out you're going to come with wings and a lot of your legs are going to be gone you're going to have enough left to fly around and and you're going to be a very very different creature but you're going to be free because in essence you have been born again and unless you submit to that process mr caterpillar you're never going to be free you're never going to fly and church i'm telling you you have got to undergo a radical makeover an extreme makeover a makeover that only god can give you and you've got to do it god's way you can't do it any other way you can't do it your way you can't mean well you can't fly off of somebody else's liberty You can't borrow grandma's wings or mama's wings. You can't borrow somebody else's salvation. You can't use somebody else's oil. You've got to get your own. You've got to be saved yourself. You've got to be born again yourself. You've got to undergo a radical transformation. And that is what happens when you come to Christ. I mean, you are one thing one moment and another thing the next. The old is passed away and all is become new. And only God does that. can we start preaching this again? George Whitfield and the Wesley brothers preached you must be born again all over England and early America and it shook two continents. We need to preach this again. I'm tired of motivational messages. I'm not going to hear Zig Ziglar. I want to hear the gospel. I want to see people saved. I want to see people changed. Amen. So you've got to be born again. Can you say this with me? You've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. you got to be born again. And only Jesus can do it. And the second stepping stone to a heavenly makeover is renewal. I want you to listen carefully to me. First one is reborn. Without being reborn, you're never going to have renewal. But the renewal is the second step. Listen to what Paul wrote in Romans 12 two. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Isn't that what the world's always trying to do? Don't you feel that pressure all the time? Where the world is trying to get you to think like them, walk like them, talk like them, the pressure is on. Don't you stand up for Jesus. Don't you walk according to Bible values. Don't you adopt Bible morals. You need to be just like us. It's relentless. It comes through the news. It comes through movies. It comes through books. It comes through every media outlet. You need to be like us. Listen to what the Bible says. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude of mind is changed. Now listen very carefully to me. The rebirth that Jesus spoke about happens in your spirit, your heart, the eternal part of you, the breath, the spirit that God put in you and what makes you different from every other created thing. You have a soul. You have a spirit. And that spirit will last forever. It lives forever. And when you become born again, it is God touching that spirit that is dead and trespasses and sins, and He touches it. It is dead, it's disconnected from God until you're saved. And when you say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, the Spirit of God comes into you. And this is the miracle of the rebirth. He touches your spirit that is dead and trespasses and sins. Until that happens, you're a dead man walking, a dead woman walking. You see, you hear, you smell, you have families, you go to work, you come home. But on the inside, you're disconnected. There is no life until you're saved. And when you say, Jesus, forgive me, here's the miracle. The Spirit of God comes into you, and He sparks your dead spirit, and you are raised from the spiritual dead, just like Lazarus was raised from the dead physically. You come up from the spiritual dead. And you're resurrected. But now, once that happens, if you're going to continue in the heavenly makeover, you've got to undergo renewal. And Jesus is saying to us, and the Bible is saying to us, the renewal that the Bible talks about is in your mind. It's in your thoughts. Renewal takes place in your thinking. It's a daily process in which we cooperate with God's will for our lives. Renewal is daily. It's a daily process. Listen to Ephesians 4.23. Your hearts and your minds must be made completely new. Listen to Colossians 3.10. You have put on the new nature when you got born again, which by constant renewal leads to a fuller knowledge of God. Now listen to 2 Corinthians 4.16. This one's good. Even though our bodies are growing old, can you all attest to that? Have you run into somebody hadn't seen you in a few years yet and watched their reaction? Hey, you look uh, great. And I'm not saying you don't. But we're all aging, amen? The mirror doesn't lie, especially the morning mirror. Ho, ho. Has the morning mirror scared you lately? You go crawling in there, your eyes are half open, and you just happen to look in that mirror. Oh, my Lord. From a different angle than usual. Where'd that come from? And what happened? You know, what's happening to me? I'm aging. (laughs) Anybody in here not aging? Yeah, Maybelline and Max Factor can help you just so long. So the Bible tells the truth. Even though our bodies are growing old, our spiritual being, the inner man, the inner man is renewed day by day. Now I want you to catch that. Day by day, the rebirth is instantaneous, but renewal is a lifelong process and you've got to cooperate with God. Now, I'm going to say that again. You and I have to cooperate with God, or our minds are never going to be renewed. He wants to renew us in between our ears the way we think, the way we view life, the way we view the world, the way we look at people, the way we understand God. He wants to renew us. And it has to do with our thinking. Because when we get saved, guess what? We've got stinking thinking. We've got thinking that has been molded by a godless, Christ-rejecting, carnal, fleshly world. So we see everything through the way we've been trained to think. And so God wants to renew our minds so that our minds can catch up with what's happened here. So we've got to be renewed. And it happens every day. It's the process of erasing old ways of thinking and replacing them with God's way of thinking, and seeing, and doing. As you think, you will do. You don't do anything but what is crossed through your thinking. And so God wants to change the way we think. He wants to change our thought life. He wants to renew it. He wants to wash it. He wants he wants us literally brainwashed in the best possible sense of the word. I'm brainwashed and glad that I am. You can have a dirty brain or a clean brain. It's all up to you. Amen. So watch this now. This is the second step to a heavenly makeover. Let's just take the building that we just got, for instance. We just got a building. The first step in the process was obtaining the building. We had to obtain it. I looked at probably, man, we went out and probably looked at 30 different buildings. Looked everywhere. I looked all inside the loop. I wanted to be inside the loop. And so I looked everywhere, downtown, this way, that way, every way, looked at buildings. Kathy and I don't go anywhere these days. We don't pass a building. We say, we look there, and we go another direction. Well, we look there too. I mean, I looked at every kind of building. looked at a building that where you parked on the roof. I looked everywhere but God kept saying, go back there, go back there, go back there. And he pointed us to it. Once we decided that building was it, we chose it and we obtained it. But now watch this carefully. We didn't obtain it to leave it the way that it was. If we were going to leave it the way that it was, I'd have never obtained it. I had to look at it through the eyes of vision, just like God had to look at you when you got saved. When you got saved, I guarantee you God went, oh, there's a major project." I know he did with me. Oh, are you ready? Gabriel, are you ready? Holy Spirit, we're ready. Now watch. We didn't obtain it to leave it the way that it was. We obtained it to change it. We obtained it to bring it into line with a plan, with a purpose. We obtained it with... In our minds, clearly laid out what we wanted to do with it. It was dirty. It was filled with things we didn't need. It was run down. But I looked at it through the eyes of vision and said, "That's going to be a beautiful church." So once we obtained it, we began to renew it. We began to renovate it. Now some things had to go. They had to go. We had to bring a bulldozer in there and get some of the stuff that was in out. They had to go so they could be replaced with what suited and fell in line with our. Purpose. So once we obtained it, we began to renew it. It had to be gutted. It had to be reshaped. It had to be reconfigured according to our plan. Every day, you go in that building now, and it changes a little bit more, looking less like it used to, and more like what we had in mind when we obtained it. Are you following where I'm going with this? See, when God saved you, he had a plan in mind, a blueprint. And I can tell you what the blueprint was. It was his son. He's going to make you into the image of his son. Now, that may not make you excited but I guarantee you that's an exciting prospect that you would walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, think like Jesus, touch people like Jesus, love like Jesus, be patient like Jesus, be victorious like Jesus, be a water walker like Jesus, be a person of faith like Jesus, that you would be like Jesus. He, he had in his mind all things are going to serve the purpose of conforming you to the image of his son. So guess what? You are a renovation project. Heaven has targeted you for renovation. Anybody aware of it here today? Are you aware that you're being renovated by God? I'm not telling you you're going to feel holy ghost bumps all day, every day. A lot of the times it doesn't feel good when he sends the bulldozers in to clear things out that have got to go. You bind it, you loose it, You name it, you claim it, you blab it, you grab it, you try to get it out of your life, and you don't understand that it's the Holy Ghost moving in to remove things out of your life because you're a renovation project. You're a renovation project. It's exactly the same with you. He who has begun a good work in you. He began a good work in you. Listen, can I give you some news today? You haven't arrived you're not there yet. So, well, Pastor Jeff, I'm mature. Let me tell you something. You've got a long way to go. If you lived to be a thousand, you'd still have a long way to go. But thank God we're not what we used to be because we're a renovation project. And God has targeted us to be like Jesus. And guess what? He owns the building. I said he owns the building. He can do whatever he wants with it because he owns the building. He owns you. He owns me. Listen to what Paul wrote. God has bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. God owns you. You see, there was only one currency that would purchase us back from the devil, and the currency was the blood. And Jesus shed his blood so that we could be purchased from damnation, purchased from the hands of the devil, purchased from hell, and redeemed for glory. And the minute that we said yes to Jesus and he came into our lives, the Holy Ghost came in, he rebirthed us on the inside, and then he wrote over our lives under construction. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes we don't know that what's going on in our life is the construction of the Holy Ghost. Listen, some people may need to go that are detrimental to the work of God in your life, so He'll remove them. Some habits and old ways of doing things must be replaced with new habits and new ways of doing things. We're under renovation. And this renovation project, just like our building out there, has a general contractor. This renovation project we are under has a construction manager. And I'm going to tell you who it is. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the construction manager that God has sent into our life to change us. Praise God. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all are being transformed into the image of Jesus from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So can you say with me, I'm being transformed from glory to glory and faith to faith by the Spirit of the Lord. Listen to the Living Bible. And as the Spirit of the Lord works in us, we become more and more like Him. Now, here's the deal. We've got a construction manager called the Holy Spirit, and the renewal process is taking place, but we've got to cooperate with Him. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, mercy, James wrote, to offer yourselves. Now, catch this. I want you to offer yourselves as living sacrifices to God and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. Since you've been saved, have you offered yourself to God a living sacrifice? Since you've been saved, have you said, Lord, I offer my body, my life to you as a living sacrifice? Because here's the deal God is saying, I want you to cooperate with me. I want you to renew your mind. I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But for that to happen, you've got to be cooperating with me. Because there's only one way, the renewal of your mind, the changing of your thinking is going to happen. And it's the tool that the Holy Spirit has in his workshop. He uses this tool more than he uses any single thing. And you've got it in your hand. Can you hold up your Bible? Hold it real high. if you're in church without a Bible, next time come with a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, I'll give you one. But this is your sword. And guess what? What you're holding in your hand is the Holy Spirit's primary tool for renewing your mind, changing your thinking. Can you say "Thank thank God for His Word? The Word of God is the means to the end. With this Word, your mind is renewed. With this Word, the heavenly makeover continues. Without it, you will not grow. You won't grow spiritually without this Word. Now I hear some of you saying, well, I'm not a reader. Well, you're a listener. You're here today listening to me so you can listen. And if you can't read the Word, we've got the whole Bible on CDs that Tom Dooley did, Genesis to Revelation, and you can listen. If you're not a listener and you're not a reader, you're a watcher. We can get it for you on television. In our day, you have no excuse for not getting the Word of God in between your ears. And I'm telling you today, by the Word of the Lord, the renewal of our minds takes place through this Bible. It will wash you. It will strengthen you. It will build your faith. It'll reveal to you the ways of God. It'll help you understand what you're going through as a disciple of Jesus Christ. It is a fire. It is a hammer. It will plow up the hard ground of your heart and it'll prepare you for the blessing of God. Listen, read this book every day and I'll predict a year from now, you're going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Listen to what it says now. Again, I urge you, offer yourselves to God as living sacrifices so that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it happens through this Word. One day it may be His scalpel for surgery on your soul. The next day the Word of God may be the bulldozer for plowing through the hard, tough soil of your heart. And yet another day, the Word of God may be the healing ointment He applies to your broken heart or the strong arm of encouragement that stands you back on your feet. Through His Word, the Spirit of God replaces fearful, doubtful, fleshly, and carnal ways of thinking with God's clear, faith-filled, encouraging, and victorious thoughts. I can't tell you how often I've felt discouragement, and I've gone to the Word of God, and the Word of God begins to renew my mind. The Word of God picks me up out of the ashes, stands me on my feet, tells me everything is going to be okay, lets me know that God is in charge, lets me know what I need, what He's up to. Can you thank God for His Word today? This is the second step to a heavenly makeover, the renewal of our minds by the working of the Holy Spirit, whose tool is the Word of God. Now, I want you to listen to what James promised. If any one of you keeps looking steadily into God's Word, so here you are every day. Here you are every day finds you doing this. You're opening up, and you're looking steadily into the Word of God. James says, if you are looking steadily into God's word, not only remembering it, but doing what it says, God will greatly bless him in everything he does. Do you want to be blessed in everything you do? Do you realize that's a promise? And so if I meditate on the word of God every day, I've seen this in my own life. If I will get into the Word of God every day, I begin to see a blessing on my life that wasn't there before. There is a blessing that comes with this Word. And God begins to change my thinking and He begins to renew my mind by the renewal of the Word of God. It'll keep you from sin. David said, he said, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to your Word? Amen. That's how you stay free of sin so there is power in the Word of God are you in the Word of God every day I'm not here to point a finger at you or to judge you or make you feel bad I want to encourage you in God get into the Word of God every day because every time you do God is renewing your mind it changes the way you view people it changes the way you view yourself it changes the way that you view life God wants to change your mind by the power of his word. Can we stand up together today? The word lets us in on how God thinks, and it lets us in on his ways and his will for us. The word strengthens our faith, encourages us when we're down the word of God. Listen to what Jesus said. If my words abide in you and you abide in me, you're going to ask whatever you want and it shall be done for you. What a powerful promise. If you abide in me and how do I abide in him? By his words abiding in me. I'll ask what I want and it'll be done. And what is God after? God wants you to look like Jesus. You know, I I flew to New York a number of years ago to lead my two grandparents to Christ and they got married when he was 15 and she was 13 and they were in their 80s but they never come to Christ and so i flew up there and i was noticing as i was sharing the word with them they talked the same their heads bobbed the same they looked at you the same their inflections were the same their movements were the same And when they prayed with me to receive the Lord, it was just like one person was doing it. Because they've been around each other all their life. And I thought, now there is a powerful principle. Because as I meditate in the Word of God, this is how I come to know Jesus. It tells me all about Him. As I meditate in this Word, something begins to happen. And here's the will of God something begins to happen. I read about him when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. When he saw the widow woman burying her only son, moved with compassion. The way he viewed people, the way he viewed the world, he saw the world as lost, needing to be saved. So I find out all about Jesus in this word. Now as I read it and read it and renew my mind and renew my mind, one day you're with somebody, Let's just say you see a group of people, they're kind of grungy looking and maybe the person you're with says, ah, look at that. Look at those people. But inside of you, you go, oh, but you know what? They need a savior. Something has just happened. You're like him because that's how he sees it. How did that happen? You got reborn, but then you got renewed. And your mind starts seeing things like he does, seeing people. And that's the way that God wants us, where people look and go, where have I seen that before? Oh, I remember. That reminds me of Jesus. Isn't that what the church needs? Church needs to look like Jesus. So I want to pray for you today that you'll be renewed. And if you haven't been reborn, you can do it right now. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your blessing. And Lord, I pray that now that we've been reborn, you'll help us to be renewed. Now, with your heads bowed, you can say, you know, Pastor Jeff, I don't know if I've ever been born again like you were sharing. I don't know if that's ever happened to me if you don't know then it probably has not and you need that miracle to go from caterpillar to butterfly lost to found bound to free that miracle is available today by turning to Jesus Christ in prayer and maybe you've been saved, but you got away from God, and the renewal process has stopped because you've gotten away from the Lord. The renewal process has been hampered. You know what God wants? He wants you to get back in and begin to renew your mind daily and move forward in Him, and we can do that today right here. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you can say, Pastor Jeff, I'm in one of those two categories. I need the miracle of being born again, or I need to come back to Him and get back on the potter's wheel, and back into being renewed, and back into spiritual growth. And I want that for my life, and I want the blessing of God. If you can say that today, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are. I want to give anybody who needs it the chance to get right today. I see you, and you, and you. God bless you, many. I'm going to ask you if your hand is raised. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to slip out from where you are and I want you to come down here right now. Come and stand in front of me, just me. I'm going to be here by myself and I want to pray with you. You come. You come and I'm going to pray with you. This is your minute, your hour, your moment. You come now and God's going to do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to wait a moment longer. If there's a nudge on the inside of your heart, you slip out and come. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord.